Well, hello, and thank you again for tuning in to Our Lives in Medicine. We have another great episode today. Today, our guest is Jenny. She was a third-year medical student at the time of this recording. She has a really interesting story, just like everyone, but hers in particular kind of threw me for a a loop at the beginning. Um, She was a patient as a child herself, and she has a really interesting story being a patient because she saw the value of the need for good, strong healthcare staff. And she quickly learned that her calling was healthcare for children. So please take a listen and enjoy our conversation. It's a great convo. Learn a lot about Jenny, learn a lot about myself as well, hopefully. Learn what it's like to be a medical student. And as usual, if you need some music for work or study or just to catch some good vibes, make sure you tune into the intro and outro and listen to the lo-fi beats and hear the shout out at the end to get the artist information. Thank you again, as always, for tuning in. Cannot thank you enough. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe, uh, share this with someone, like our Instagram page, like our um, Facebook page, Our Lives in Medicine. So thank you again for tuning in and enjoy. So we are live with Jenny. Um, she's an M3, getting her education on. So what's going on, Jenny? Not much. How are you doing? I'm doing great. As we were talking earlier, I'm on ER. I just did four shifts in a row. I did 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. two days in a row, and then Gosh. 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. two days in a row. That sucked. Yeah, that doesn't sound too fun. No, it was it was bad. So that's what you have to look forward to next year. <laughs> Can't wait. The preceptor is dope, though. He's really cool. Um, he just like he's like a he's a little bit older than I am. I'm thirty almost. I'll be thirty in like two weeks. Okay. He's like thirty three. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and he's like he just gets it. Yeah. We play video games most of the shift. So, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And you're on peds right now. I am. The How kids do you like are it? adorable. It's adorable. I'm, yes, I'm going. I want to go into peds. Okay. So I'm kind of loving this rotation. Okay. But they are really sick with like RSV and. I'm pretty sure I'm coming down with something, but that's Same. fine. <laughs> yeah. I knew that I like really wanted to do peds because last week one of the doctors asked if I wanted to come in early for newborn exams, and I actually got myself up an hour early just to check out some babies. And was what's like, the, okay, wow. What's the normal time you have to be in? Um, we kind of go in at eight. Okay. This morning rounds are at nine. 
Okay. And we usually only see one or two patients, so we just go in at eight because it's so quick to see like a kid. Yeah. Because most of the time it's just like an upper respiratory infection or the viral like GI something. So I went in at seven just to check out some babies. And I was like, okay, maybe I do like Pete's if I'm like yeah. willing to wake up for this. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you go in at eight to check the babies, but you take a little bit longer just because you're like, oh, the baby. I know. I get distracted. I'm not like crazy about babies typically, but that rotation was adorable, though. They're like all amazing. They're just like so innocent and (laughs) they kind of tell like the brutal, honest, like truth, but they're cute. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you know if you want to do like inpatient or outpatient or emergency or what do you want to do? Definitely inpatient. Um, I don't think I could do physicals and like well visits every day of my life um specialty wise not quite sure i've always wanted to do peds hemonc which is kind of scary but i want to do a rotation in it to see how i handle it but yeah still kind of up in the air what kind of draws you to that so actually when i was 10 i was diagnosed with leukemia really so that's kind of like been my big like motivational factor oh, wow. to going to medicine yeah wow that's that's a very good motivation factor yeah <laughs> yeah so did, i assume you were inpatient and everything you got good care there and that's kind of what alerted you to the kind of need for that yeah so i was actually on chemo for almost three years oh so i basically like lived in the hospital for like the first year just like in and out because whenever i had a fever they had to like bring me in just in case and then some of the chemo involved like staying overnight um so I'm hoping to go back to Michigan for residency and going to that children's hospital and be like, hey, that I lived be, here, basically. Yeah, that would that <laughs> be Take <awesome>. me back. <laughs> it's an unfortunate connection, but it is a connection. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> Those connections go really far, too. If you can sell them, like, hey, I really want to be here, versus someone from, you know, like, Oregon who's like, oh, yeah, I also want to be here. You're like, no. So that'll, that'll help, hopefully. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's crazy, though. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Thank Obviously. you. <laughs> Moving on. You know, you survived. That's great you did more than survive you like made the best of it that's great yeah so yeah that's awesome wow that's crazy, <laughs> that's crazy. yeah it was like so <laughs> long ago so i was diagnosed in 2004 honestly like now it feels like it didn't even happen just because it was so yeah. long ago but it was just all middle school i was done with chemo before i started high school wow it wasn't too bad wow that's impressive <laughs> that's crazy you got me like, I'm like, damn, I'm looking up in the air like, wow, that's crazy. I know, I kind of just dropped that on you. I forgot, like, back in middle school and high school, like, everyone just knew that yeah. I was, like, the one that was sick. So now, like, coming down here, I'm like, oh, yeah, people don't know my past. People don't, yeah. Yeah, because we, I think this is our first time actually meeting. Yeah. So, yeah, we've talked a couple of times. Like, I remember last year, I remember this, I was at the car wash, like, waiting for my car to get done. And you yeah. text me, like, hey, I just matched at Fort Myers. What do I do? <laughs> I know. I was, like, so lost. <laughs> did you, uh, was that somewhere you wanted to go, or did you kind of get, like, unlucky with that match? So, I actually ranked it third. Um, okay. Memorial was my number one, just because the children's hospital. Oh, right, I right. don't remember what my second one was, and I ranked this pretty high just because I heard about the children's hospital and how it's really awesome, and I kind of wanted an environment where it was, like, non-malignant, just because I know that within my first year, I wanted someone to want to teach me and patient i feel like i learn best in that environment and then if i go off into fourth year and people are yelling at me and all that stuff i can handle it just because i know what's going on yeah 
But for my third year, I wanted like the best learning environment possible. And I heard this place was very good for that. I think it's been awesome. I mean, have you talked to other classmates and seen kind of compared their experiences? Yeah. So especially for surgery, um, there's quite a few places where we actually get to be like first assist. Like all my surgeries on my first day, he was like, yeah go ahead step on up i'm like okay we're doing this yeah Um, he had me like close within like the first week and it was just really crazy that like all the experience that i get just because a lot of other places if there's like residents or whatever it's like the chief residents like first assist and then like all other residents and then intern and then it's you like standing in the back corner watching yeah and like surgery isn't really my thing but it was cool to be able to actually do surgery yeah. instead of just watch the whole time absolutely i uh i loved my surgery rotations i have no interest in it mm-hmm. but i love them um because of the same thing talking to the other classmates like on the east coast they were like yeah they just stood around sometimes they didn't even scrub in yeah and, like you're just standing there for a five-hour case you can't be on your phone yeah you have to be on your you know on your good behavior but you're just watching like people move around. You can't see the actual surgery. It was oh yeah, like you can't see anything unless like you're the physician or first assist. Because yeah. even standing by the legs, you can barely see anything. No, it's terrible unless they're doing like some crazy. But then again, even like open abdomen, it's like there's nothing going on in there. It's just like no. digging into a hole basically. So, exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> that's like uh, OB guy here was uh, pretty active. I mean, I talked to classmates who didn't even deliver a bag, see a delivery. I didn't. So I ended up with. Uh, one of the physicians who lives like two minutes from the hospital mm. so he tells the nurses to call him when like the head is coming out basically and mm. I live like 30 minutes away so he's like by the time I call you um the baby's gonna be done oh, like, okay. it's already gonna be out, so yeah so he was like you can like sit around the hospital but like I'm not quite sure if like there will be a delivery tonight so I was like I don't know if I want to wait at the hospital six hours after like a day of clinic no. So I never really got to see like a delivery, but I did get to help out with like a few C-sections. So okay. So you got to cool. do that at least. Okay. Yeah. Well, you kind of ruined my uh, my point there, but uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's another doc that like makes you do like 24-7 call. That's who we all had. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he, uh, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was just that shit sucked. Yeah. That's what I've heard. <clears throat> I got called in like four times one night. Oh my gosh. It was terrible. And yeah. You actually do stuff. I got to go, like, two of them were C-sections, two of them were deliveries, and one of them, he was, like, still asleep in the doctor's lounge, and I walked in, <laughs> and this little baby's, like, crowning, and I, like, instead of taking the charge and, you know, doing that, I ran to the doctor's lounge yeah. and got him. <laughs> I, was, I don't want to mess with that. I'm not going to deal with that, <laughs> no. yeah. I don't, you know, yanking some kid and dislocating his neck or something, so, yeah. Um, but, no, that's cool, though. So, yeah, what, what have you had so far? So, I've done both of my IM rotations both surgeries, okay. uh, one family medicine, and one ob and then one PEDS. Okay. My second surgery was actually a PEDS surgery rotation. Oh, nice. Um, How was that? It was really cool. So I didn't really like general surgery too much just because it was a lot of like hernias and gallbladders. It's the same like four things. Yeah. Um, PEDS surgery, it was there's just so many like cool pathologies that comes with it like you get like the hernias and like appendectomies and surprisingly like you do get gallbladder removals um Mm. we had a 16 year old that had to get removed because of diet so it kind of shows like the trend in the u.s right now but true um we also had this baby that was born with like a 
tracheoesophageal fistula. Oh, nice. Well, so, not nice for the baby, but yeah. nice for education. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of like, and then pyloric stenosis, like achalasia, wow. like all that stuff. And then there was quite a few Hirschsprungs too, which I don't know, all the stuff I was like read, reading about, but I didn't think you would actually ever see in life. Yeah. And yeah. we got to like operate on these kids. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And the surgery team is so nice. Like, yeah, they're all very cool people. That hospital is awesome. The, it is. the Peace Hospital is awesome. Um, one of the people, I forget what I forget what exactly what she did. I think she's one of the like CRNAs or something. I forget, but she worked out at the same gym. Okay. And so I used to when I'd see her at CrossFit, I would talk to her and everything. And then so she was like, "Hey, why don't you come watch? Like when you're on PZR, if it's slow, come hang out." So like some shifts, yeah. I would just hang down there, and they'd be like shoving tubes and everything wow. else. It was pretty cool. It was fun. Yeah, kids are interesting because they're so resilient. And they don't really know. They're just scared of needles. Yeah. That's it. They don't know. What's <laughs> what actually going on. Yeah. yeah exactly. You kind of just like take it because. Yeah. Like, they have no other idea so that you can be like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. You're just going to go to sleep, take a little nap. And then meanwhile, <laughs> you know, but to shove a line in or something like that. So. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so you said you knew you wanted peds since you were young, obviously, because of your experience. Yeah. Let's say you something completely different. You went in a different, completely way. What would you be doing if you weren't in medicine, you think? Oh, gosh. I like. So. After I graduated from college, I took like two, well, a year off and then I applied. So it was like a two year gap year. Um, And I tried to think of other possibilities in case I didn't get into medical school. And I honestly just could not think of anything. That's good. And it kind of sucked because I graduated with a microbio degree. So (laughs) you can't really go into anything other than research. And I'm not a research person at all. But <laughs> yeah, it's true. very, uh, very limited uh, skill. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think I do clinical research, but just being in the lab wasn't for me. No. So I don't know. I've like thought about it quite a few times. I'm like, I really don't know what I would end up doing. I like that. That's good. That means, you know, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Because some people, you know, maybe get in for the wrong reason or whatever. And that's yeah. good. I mean, that's a good answer because I have a <laughs> bunch of different things I would do instead. So that's good that you're like a... No, this is it. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Okay, good to know. So everyone listening, like, this is the woman to take your kids to <laughs> down the road when she's ready. Take your future kids. Definitely, definitely. Future kids. Um, let's see. Let's Random question. How about this? What are things that you would miss in the apocalypse? Like, day-to-day items that you would miss? Oh, my gosh. In the apocalypse? Watching Netflix? Definitely. I can just sit on the couch <laughs> and watch Netflix all day. It's really bad when I like probably should be studying or doing something productive, but sometimes I just need a day where I just binge watch a whole show. It's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, for me, it's one of the biggest things is like a floss. Floss? I get crap stuck in my teeth all the time. Oh, gosh, It's so yeah. annoying. Like I'll be at work and if I don't have floss, I'm like trying to find a piece of paper. <laughs> sometimes you get something out. It's really annoying. I think that in like just like not washing my hands oh yeah that would gross me out yeah i'm super big on washing my hands also i don't like i don't know maybe you can give me the ladies room perspective when you're in the bathroom and you catch eyes with someone at this you're at the sink washing your hands and Mm -hmm. they come out of the stall and they look at you washing your hands and they just keep (laughs) walking like dude you're gonna at the gym 
I'm going to go, I'm going to see you touching the machine. Yes. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Oh yeah. That's it so grosses gross. me out. I like wipe down the equipment before I use it. And then <laughs> yeah. after, because I'm exactly. like, I don't trust people to wipe down their stuff. I know. And like at the hospital, I see people like not wash their hands. Like I wash my hands before and after when I'm at the hospital. Oh yeah. It's, my hands yeah. are like so dry just from like I all know. the hand sanitizer that I use. I like, know. I got to get some of that like fancy hand lotion, like specifically for hands. Yeah. Cause mine are just like jacked up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't like that. It's tough. It's kind of gross. Yeah. Some people are really gross. Oh, yeah. It's frustrating. Even, like, in the professional setting. But have you seen any, like, crazy stuff, like, on surgery or IM at all? Um, let me think. I think surgery was, like, that one baby with a uh, fistula. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, because she was... Um, I want to say she was only two pounds. Like, she was tiny. Wow. So that was just, like, crazy seeing her, like, little organs. It was, like, just miniature size. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <seriously. laughs> It was crazy. And, then, like, her little intestines were just, like, in the smallest, like, little ball. Oh. I was like, this is, like, insane. Like, That's it's crazy. so, like, surreal seeing that stuff. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that is kind of wild. I don't think, I don't think I could handle that. It's crazy how small they are. Yeah. Like eventually, like, they get to, like, our size, but... Yeah. That's the thing with the babies, though, is they're so small, and they're so tiny, and so <laughs> cute. It just, like, breaks my heart when they're sad. Yeah. Like, I hated on rounds. Um, like, I would go to the other, like, the fourth floor rounds sometimes, and mm-hmm. that's, like, the long, chronic care ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, patient day, you know, 264 or something like that. Oh, I know. And I was like, I can't imagine. And the parents would come out, and it's the same kind of deal. It's, uh... You know they're they're ready they want answers and they're with the team it's great that's yeah. really motivational but it's just it's tough yeah it's a long hard. process for some of them yeah and here you tell me you know that was kind of like your life at, <laughs> at a point that's i'm like wow i feel bad for Junie now too <laughs> no it's but, okay uh, yeah that's uh that's interesting so i don't know one of the things i saw was mm-hmm. a hydra seal yeah it was gross it's this good. guy's for lack of a better word, sack was like <laughs> a basketball. Oh my gosh. And the doctor goes, like surgeon goes, right, so I'm going to lance. I want you to grab this bag and like put it over it. Oh gosh. Turns out that that's kind of like a dick move because they just, yeah. they'd mess with younger people like residents and stuff like that. Okay. Because there's no way you're going to stop. It's usually just going to wreck it. And so I'm kind of like standing <laughs> behind it trying to get the bag. And oh, it, no. he lances it and it just covered the OR gross all over the floor and i slipped oh no <laughs> i fell and i fell into the hydrocele juice basically oh my god so i had to break scrub and like he didn't he didn't even make me come back in he just like laughed they all laughed and i thought it was hilarious he so. totally did that on purpose <laughs> totally did it on purpose totally total dick move but uh it's cool he's all right i guess but yeah <laughs> i, I would have demanded a shower after that yeah i got to take like in the employee locker room it was nice because i you know, i had to break sterile and yeah it was bad it was gross i still have <laughs> nightmares about it honestly reliving well, it in my head right now i thought c-sections were bad i can't even imagine that <laughs> my first c-section the baby came out blue because <clears throat> he oh like the gosh. cord was wrapped yeah. around and uh, that freaked me out this little, yeah. and that's a big baby. He was like 10, 11 pounds oh, wow. when he came out. He was a big boy. And he came out just blue from head to toe. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> he was like an alien. Oh, here's one. What songs do you have completely memorized? 
so I was talking about this with my friend one another day. Um, so I used to have so many things memorized. Like my memory used to be like so great. Like <laughs> I used to remember like certain events in my life, like songs, movies, everything. But lately, like I just can't remember them anymore. <laughs> I honestly think all the studying is pushing like all that useless information on my head. Yeah. So like it used to be Love Story by Taylor Swift, which is okay. Okay. very typical. But respect. I like. I don't know like I try to think of stuff now and I like have a hard time remembering which is like horrible like some of the doctors I worked with when I was a scribe like I used to know like all all their names obviously because I worked with them for like two years and the other day I like couldn't think of like three of their names (laughs) like I don't know what's going on with my memory but I'm losing stuff it gets worse as you go into fourth year because you uh, depending on what you do for fourth year like, if you do a bunch of auditions, then mm-hmm. you'll probably stay a little bit more sharp. But I only did one audition, okay. and then I went home. And then I kind of lost a lot. So yeah. the other day in the ER, this doc was like, hey, what do you see on this x-ray? And it was a pneumothorax. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what type? And I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's types of pneumothorax. I just completely <laughs> forgot everything. Yeah. And he was asking for tension. And I was like, oh, tension, duh, yeah. Of I course. that, obviously. <laughs> and... He's like, did you know that, though? <laughs> it's like, eh, no. Somewhere in my brain. Somewhere. At some point. <laughs> I used to get mad first and second year. I'd be like, you know, I'm memorizing, like, A.T. Still's birthday. <laughs> and I'm forgetting childhood memories over that. It was right? very frustrating. Yeah, all but this information is just, like, pushing out the stuff that I used to know. The real important stuff, yeah. you know? Do you think back at all on, you know, last year, even this time, what you were doing versus what you were doing Oh, yeah. Now? Last year was horrible around Isn't this time. Isn't it crazy how yeah. quickly, though, it's like you get, you kind of rejuvenate from that just being in the dungeon of studying all the time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Half, the last half of second year was just not fun. <laughs> yeah, my eyes, like, got wide when you said that. I thought about that. Yeah. Did you study solo or did you do groups? How did you study? So... It was kind of solo. I would sit in the same study room as a friend, but we kind of would just do our own separate thing. It was yeah. just nice to like have the company there, and every now and then we'll ask each other questions. But we kind of like did our own thing. We were on our own schedule. I mean, some days we our like practice exams would line up, but other than that, it was yeah. pretty solo. Just because I move at like my own pace, and I felt like if I was working with someone else and I wasn't quite at their pace, and I would just panic. Um, yeah but it was always nice to have someone there because okay. I can't imagine going through that by myself no yeah because that that mental break you need every now and then yeah is good we uh my first year especially we all kind of studied together and yeah in the study rooms in the annex you'd be like me my friend Mike who's this big Polish kid mm-hmm. my friend Franco who's this big Italian kid <laughs> and then a couple other guys and be like five of us in a room and someone would walk in and just be like, oh my God, it smells horrible in this room. <laughs> We'd be in there for like 18 hours straight, still wearing yeah. our blue scrubs from class. Oh yeah. And just like, didn't none of us realized it till you'd walk out and come back in like, wow, it smells terrible. Oh yeah. And all the room. food that you're bringing to it. Food too. and just like BO <laughs> and stuff. So one of the girls we studied with started bringing like a diffuser. <laughs> so much better. Nice. It was very calming very tranquil and it made the room not smell as bad so that was good oh yeah first year like when it got closer to exams we would have like a group together and then our one friend 
would just like read the notes to us because at that point I was like I'm done reading like I can't read anything else anymore so I just yeah. sit there and listen I'm like I'm kind of being productive that's better than and nothing. somehow getting in there that's better than nothing yeah, yeah. that's better than nothing that's really cool that someone would just take the time to read because uh, he was like learning that way and we were learning that way so it kind of okay. worked out <laughs> well my roommate he uh he kind of just walks and talks so he'll okay. read and he'll walk in a circle oh my gosh and he said he drove his roommates crazy first year because he'd be in his room yeah and when he would get like really into it he said he'd get louder and louder <laughs> and he's like reading and he's like walking he that's his whiteboard and so he'd be like writing on the whiteboard frantically oh and you hear squeeze 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 yeah <laughs> and his roommate's like dude shut up <laughs> um i don't know that's uh th- those those days those days are dark so oh yeah when you when you were an undergrad like mm-hmm. grinding trying to get in you know ready did you think did did kind of the expectation of first and second year match up with what you expected when you were like an undergrad yeah, so I went to University of Michigan for undergrad, nice. and on the first day of our Oriole class in my second year, our professor was like, so just so you know, no one gets higher than like a 70% on the exam. We curve like every exams, but we make it so that the average is around there just because we have to keep up our reputation. I was like, oh, that's great. Fantastic. <laughs> so yeah. all the exams, like I would get like a 50%, but end up with like a B. It was just, so the level, like the difficulty level or like the craziness of like the exams, I kind of expected. I didn't really expect it to be as busy or like I had to study as much as I thought. But going into undergrad, I think really helped because I had no idea how to study like in high school. Like I kind (laughs) of just like did something for 10 minutes. I was like, okay, I can take the test tomorrow. Yeah. so then I kind of figure it out in undergrad, and then I slowly figure it out in med school. So it was kind of like a slow process, but I kind of knew going in that it was going to be crazy. Yeah. I feel like everyone has to yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do, like, first and second year to, like, de-stress? The gym. Gym. Yeah, I think I would have gone crazy if I didn't go to the gym. Yeah, for sure. There's not much time for anything else, really. No. Unfortunately, especially first year. I thought first year was harder than second for me. I don't know. I did too. Yeah. So it was like the u- stupid like stuff that you had to memorize that I just could not really get. But second year, I feel like you could get away with just like understanding things instead of just like straight up memorizing. And it was more clinical based, more real life stuff that we were learning. Yeah. And <clears throat> I kind of liked the schedule of like the blocks and just having like the midterm i don't remember what it's called uh whatever the block exam yeah uh, whatever they were yeah whatever they were called yeah because like the midterm was like all the subjects in one yeah and like finals, and finals was were like separate days yeah. which i i liked the block better I liked yeah because it, it was more like the it was more like boards yeah i thought it was dumb that we didn't do that in both times but mm-hmm. that's just me but yeah. and i liked the way that it was like spaced out because like I got to study a little bit every day like I had a schedule and then I still had time to like relax yeah every day yeah. as opposed to first year I felt like I was always behind it's like you studied a bunch for one class and then you were behind another class and then that exam was coming up so then you had to focus on that one yeah it's just like every week was just hustling and, and while that's going on days hours and hours of lecture are adding up in the in the queue that you haven't done yet either it's tough yeah oh yeah as soon as you get to the third year you realize how much better life really is out of outside of that yeah 
because like you said, I mean, you're, start, you're focusing on this test coming up and meanwhile, there's lecture and three other classes going on that you're not even looking at yet. Yeah. And it's just piling up. And then you think about that and you have more anxiety. Yeah. Because like, there's a bunch <laughs> of shit I have not even thought about yet. I would have not survived if we didn't have double speed. Oh, God. That yeah, saved my life on. Double speed was clutch. Yeah, because you could watch the lecture twice in the yeah. same amount of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was clutch. Um, what did you do between undergrad and, and med school? So I was a scribe for two oh, years, nice. and then I also worked at Express. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Double job. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I just, because, like, scribing, it started off with um, 10 hour shifts. So we could only do like four days a week just because they capped us off at 40. Because if we went over, they would have to pay us overtime. Um, so the four days a week. And then I was studying for the MCAT at that same time. So it kind of worked out. But then I finished with the MCAT and I was like, I don't know what to do with my life right now. So yeah. I ended up <laughs> adding another job on because I like to stay busy. I mean, obviously, I love my downtime and stuff. But just having three full days of doing nothing at home was just not that fun so really i was like let's work at express because then i get discounts from clothes and that's true it's pretty mindless work too which job would you like better scribing or express um probably scribing just because i learned a lot of stuff um the doctors were all really cool i was like in the er it did suck though because it was like 45 minutes away from my home and driving in the winter was just not the greatest oh yeah i was in michigan yeah and express was like five minutes from my house so i could just like roll out of bed and (laughs) get there but just dealing with customers sometimes especially during the holidays was not my favorite thing that's true because at least as a scribe the doctor's dealing with the patients and the family and everything you just kind of you're just there i'm in the corner (laughs) you're just there yeah yeah. no one's gonna yell at you exactly (laughs) that's true whereas like in express yeah that's tough yeah um how do you like michigan like life versus florida life so I miss the fall so much in Michigan, like the change of seasons. Um, I really do like snow when it's like the first snowfall, but then it turns into this like gross, like brown Ew. stuff after a while. And then it's just like gray and gloomy outside. I like never realized like seasonal depression was actually a thing until I moved down here. And <laughs> Around, like, December and January, I was like, wow, I'm still, like, motivated to go to the gym and, like, do things. I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe it was actually because of the weather. And it was, like, gray outside, like, all the time. That's tough. And it's like you wake up, go to work, it's dark, and then you go home, it's dark. And it's oh just... Oh, God. Yeah. That was, like, when I interviewed in Milwaukee, they were saying, like, it snowed that day. Okay. And that was, like, the first time I'd seen snow in, like, six years. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. They were, they were <laughs> laughing at me how excited I was. And they're like, well, if you come here, there's plenty of snow. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it snows until May. And when they said that, they really put it in perspective. Oh, yeah. Because it was, so... like, October. And I was like, mm-hmm. it snows until May? I'm like, that sounds terrible. Yeah. There's some years that it goes pretty late. I remember in high school, I played tennis. So that's, like, a spring sport. And the first, like, three of our games were canceled because of snow. And I think we started in, like, April or something like that. What? Yeah. <laughs> What? It's like we just couldn't play because there was snow on the courts. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah. But then, um, let's see, two years ago, well, in 2018, I got married end of May in Memorial Weekend. 
and it was like 90 degrees and sunny. In, in Michigan? Yeah. You got married? Okay. Yeah. So it really depends on the year. Some years it could be snowing, and then some years it could be like 60s, and then apparently some years it can be 90. Yeah. <laughs> so. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so Michigan. It's probably, always a surprise. <laughs> yeah, Michigan's probably off the live list. <laughs> I can't, I like, like you know, I'm from North Carolina, and yeah. it's like, it's predictable at least. Now it gets weird sometimes, like right now, it's mm-hmm. like last week it was really cold, my mom said, and then now uh-huh. it's hot again. But in general, the coldest it gets is like 20, 25. It's still it, pretty cold. It's cold, but yeah. that's like a month. Yeah. And then it's back to like 30, 40. Yeah. But the worst is like there's like a month where you wake up, you go like, I remember an undergrad had walked to class mm-hmm. from my dorm, and it'd be like 25. Yeah. And then at noon, it's 75. <laughs> oh, so I'm yeah. carrying in my big, huge jacket, and I'm just sweating because it's 75 degrees. And then it gets in the summer, it's like 110. Oh, wow. And I used to work outside on a farm. And that sounds miserable. That shit sucked i used to just get like dehydrated and feel like i was passing out but yeah it was like a mile away from any water so i was like oh wow <laughs> it was tough but yeah um what what did you did you work any jobs in high school or anything my first job was at aeropostal <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> throw back to those graphic tees nice um that was the first time I had to work like a twelve-hour shift for Black Friday, and it was the worst thing. You were in high school. Yeah, they made the high school kid do that. Yeah, so like they hired at sixteen, so that was like the only job I really could get because a lot of them were like eighteen, and I it was like my senior year, so it wasn't too bad, but who was not sucks. fun? Yeah, yeah, that's like a lot of responsibility and danger to put on a high school kid. You know, <laughs> I know. I mean, people are psychotic. Yeah. I guess people aren't really flooding Aeropostale for Black Friday, though, right? Oh, no, they were. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. It's crazy because everything's usually cheap anyways, but yeah. for some reason. What were people, like, clamoring over? Um, their jeans and just, like, <laughs> sweaters and stuff. Was that, like, I don't know how far back, it, what, like, the age difference we have, but, like, was that during, like, Von Dutch or was Von Dutch already over? I think it was over. Von Dutch was already over. So yeah. I was like big when I was in middle school. Everyone thought that was like the coolest thing. Then it was like Ed Hardy. Okay. And that was the coolest thing. So I think you're a few years before because Airpasta was kind of cool when we were like in elementary, early middle school, and then it became like Abercrombie Hollister. Uh, it was like the thing for middle school, high school. Yeah. And then. What year did you graduate high school? In Macomb, Michigan. No, what year? I mean. Oh, what year? 2011. Oh, okay, I was 08. So, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Abercrombie, all that stuff was big when I was in middle school, but, like, early middle school. Yeah. And I forget what was after that. I know. I can't think of it. I don't know. Then it was kind of just, like, what was it? Um, like Retro stuff kind of mm-hmm. came back in style. Yeah. But now it's, like, everything. Now it's, like, people wear retro. People wear yeah. hippie. People wear, you know, still wearing, like, Abercrombie and stuff. But It's kind of whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Jinko never came back, though. I don't know if you remember Jinko jeans. I don't. Those are the ones that, like, the bottoms, like, they were, like, they were, like, uh, what's it called? Parachute pants. Like, the oh bottoms were, like, this big. So, like, you could move oh, your whole wow. foot around and it wouldn't touch. And, huh. uh, yeah, those were huge when I was a kid. And they would touch the ground. So okay. you had to have them the right size that they would, like, scrape the ground, but you had to, like, trip on them. Okay. Looking back, they look ridiculous. But... <laughs> They were the jam when I was in like elementary school. I used to beg my mom to get me a pair, and she was like, "No, I'm not getting you that stupid <laughs> shit." And I'm so glad she didn't. Yeah, because then there will be pictures of you in it. Oh my god, thing! I still have stupid stuff I used to wear that 
I thought it was awesome, but like at least I don't have Jinko jeans yeah. and like a Bond Dutch shirt or anything like that. Those <laughs> things are not tight. It's crazy how like the trends like come and go and like sometimes come back. I know. And you think you're so cool at the time. But yeah. then I don't know, but then again, it's just like our parents, they talk shit about the way we dress and you look at their outfits like, What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's your hair and your glasses and like the music you listen to. I know. And it's like like the huge like puffed up hair back then like oh my god i see pictures of like my parents from when they were like our age mm-hmm. and they had these glasses yeah they were like this big oh and yeah and they were like this was the style back then and i was like well it looks ridiculous yeah so you know but same with the hair and like the weird zany shirts yeah all that stuff but yeah they were cool back in their day though i guess yeah i don't know do, they, <laughs> do your parents still dress like they used to or they kind of updated Slightly updated, but not too much with the trends. Still, still mom and dad, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My dad, he's kind of, like, a very much a hybrid. Okay. So he'll wear, like, Henley's newer, like, jeans and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then he has, like, if you look in his closet, it's all, like, three colors. <laughs> he wears, like, olive, black, and, like, uh, like maroon. It's, like, his jam. So nice. they have a bunch of different cool shirts, but it's all, like, the same shit. I'm like, dude... <laughs> get a blue shirt get like a get like a get like a gray shirt something expand like, your colors yeah mix it up but he's like why why uh why go with, not go with what you like you know so exactly yeah i guess so um let's see what shows did you watch as a kid as a kid yeah like how little like when i was mm, like elementary school range spongebob was oh hell yeah the best thing ever hell yeah of course and then i don't remember when rocket power was a thing I was in elementary when Rocket Power, so maybe you were probably even younger. Yeah, yeah that was Rocket great. Power was good. Like um, Cat Dog, all that stuff too. Oh yeah, so. Cat Dog was so weird. I think all those shows. I were can't really believe weird. they came up with that stuff. Cat Dog was weird. Our Real Monsters. Yeah. That one was weird. Did you watch Doug? I did watch Doug. Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold. Okay, was so we're great. close enough. Yeah. Close enough. But, yeah, you're uh, actually, like, my brother's age. So a lot of stuff that he watched, I watched. Because okay. I kind of just followed him around a lot when I was little. <laughs> and then my sister was born, but she was, like, still a baby. She's only two years younger. And then when she got older, I, like, hung out with her more. Okay, okay. She could actually do things. <laughs> so you're, you're one of three? Yeah, I'm the middle child. Okay. That's why you're, like, the best one. You know, you're the one in Obviously. the middle. I hear that's, like, the middle child either either goes, like, really south or they just do, like, really great. Because they're kind of, like, on their own. Yeah. So, yeah. My, I'm the only child, so I don't know. Okay. My little sister just started med school this year, too. Okay, nice. Following my footsteps. How does she like it? She likes it. She's in West Virginia, so it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but she likes her classmates, and honestly, that helps a lot. The classmates is, like, get you through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm going to miss, like, we're already, you know, third year, everyone kind of disperses, and then fourth year, it's even more. Yeah. Um, I miss, you know, like, I, I get to see... The, the squad every now and then mm-hmm. but i miss like every day so i know you know, like 30 friends you know and it's like now they're kind of dispersed it kind of sucks but it's sad that's what's mean it's like make your best friends like the first two years and then never really see them again after yeah that. yeah call them if you need like a professional opinion yeah and like hey you doing good man all right gotta go <laughs> um yeah it's tough because like you said like the the friends you make really really intense friends because you go oh, through yeah. like, this like battle together mm-hmm but then yeah, you're like dispersed. It sucks. I um I miss you know kind of like the day to day seeing them yeah just messing around and everyone kind of pushes you through. You're yeah. like struggling, they come for you. They come you know like help you out and they're struggling. You help them out. Yeah, it's a really good camaraderie. It like, is. You don't even get that like in in uh like in college. It's just different. Mm-hmm. 
you don't get that even it's kind of like a sports team yeah but it's like 200 people yeah it really is like a family yeah like on interview day i remember for nova they were talking about how like yeah it's a family it's a family i'm like yeah i'm sure it is (laughs) but actually like after going through like the first two years it's crazy how it really is and i'm glad that like nova like really enforces that environment because i know like some other schools aren't really that into having like a family environment really yeah so i interviewed at a school um after nova and one of the interviewees asked the ambassadors like so are you guys like friends with everyone do you guys all hang out and they all kind of awkwardly looked at each other and were like yeah i mean we're friends but we're also competing against each other Mm. and at that moment i was like wow i do not want to go here no that's a place that produces those people in residency too who suck yeah the toxic environment no that's tough did you get asked any like weird questions on your interviews for med school um I remember, like, something political came up at one of mine. It was, like, so awkward because it was at Kansas City. And I was like, I don't know where you guys fall under if you're, like, liberal or conservative. So, like, don't really know how to answer this question. Yeah. Because um, I think it was around the time of elections was, yeah, when it was happening because the, yeah, that's when the elections happened when I, like, I found out I got into Nova the day after the election. Oh, nice. So. That's cool. Somehow it came up, and I was like, I don't feel comfortable answering this. <laughs> that's probably a good move, yeah. But that's I think it bad. ended up being fine. Yeah. I, like, stayed pretty neutral about it, so. Yeah, you didn't just kind of sling the flag one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's probably, that's probably good, yeah. I remember on one of my med school interviews, this guy asked me, to, he was like, what is uh, three-sevenths plus, like, five-ninths? Uh, I was like, uh, and he he just stared at me, no, like no emotion, <laughs> and I'm like, well, can I have a piece of paper. He just didn't he say, he just slides a piece of paper across. Oh like, my gosh! I'm doing this math, <laughs> he's just glaring at me the whole time, and I do it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, it's that, and he goes, slide, just slides it off his desk, and he oh asked me the next question, which was, why do zebras have stripes? <laughs> oh my gosh! And I'm like, uh, the they're black and white they're the to camouflage i don't know and he just says no did you <laughs> ever like, find out what the answer is? so he said that it was the black and white the black helps bring sun like absorb sun okay and the white um reflects it so it's kind of like a mix of helping heat and cool the animal he said in, the, in the jungle and i was like that doesn't sound right honestly but whatever you're the you're the boss yeah and then after the after like 30 minutes he mm-hmm. kind of, the whole time he's just glaring at me really mean the whole time he just dropped the facade he's like all right you did really good you did great i just <laughs> want to see i like i like to just really grill students and see how they do under pressure you did great wow it's like dude you gave me a freaking heart attack yeah here. seriously dick. <laughs> and then like what kind of what kind of question is that he didn't ask anything about me yeah just weird questions like that like do math why zebras have stripes he was asking about like yeast like yeast in bread and like why can we eat yeast in bread but you know infections or this and that i was like dude i'm an applicant to med school yeah i don't know bro but that's intense for a med school interview that's intense for any interview i guess but i don't know 
So you didn't have anything like anything that bad? No. So I interviewed with like the two coolest faculty members at Nova. Okay. And it was like the most like chill interview ever. I would like give them an answer, and they're like, "Yeah, that was a really great answer." Thank you. (laughs) Like I'm in here, and yeah, Yeah. that's funny. So it was. So stress, pretty low stress. Yeah. I mean, the first couple of minutes, obviously, I was, like, freaking out. And they are like, just take a sip of water, relax, take a deep breath, and then answer. I'm like, okay. That's good. Sounds good. I interviewed the four people, including myself, on my interview day, got okay. in. So it was me and three others got oh, in. Wow. And so that was a cool first day. But I had just had knee surgery. That's where my ACL. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of, like, painkillered out a little bit. So it's kind of <laughs> loopy. Yeah. And I'm on crutches. And I'm interviewing with two docs. And... <laughs> one of them is falling asleep while I'm answering questions. Oh my she's gosh. like, and the other one is like nudging her. And she's like, what, what, what? I'm like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not this getting is into going this. This so great. She's literally just like nodding out. And then I was telling this story from when I was a kid about how, you know, my mom was hospitalized and this mm-hmm. and that. And uh, the doctor who was awake, the t- uh, person who was awake, was like in tears she's like that's such oh, a moving story yeah. it's so great and the other person was asleep <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so i was like i don't think i'm gonna get in here and then like two weeks later i got, I got accepted that was cool nice. but um yeah that was very nerve-wracking and yeah unsettling to have someone sleep through your interview <laughs> yeah at least you got one of them to like react exactly she was in tears and the other one's asleep like that's a neutral pass yeah you know, it's a, between the two of them so um that was good i'll tell you who it was after and you'll, you'll be like that doesn't surprise me <laughs> but um yeah did you have any like any classes that you liked more than or less or did you kind of just hate or love all of them i wasn't a big fan of anatomy i don't know why but i just could not like i still don't know anatomy to this day (laughs) (laughs) i got the basics down and that's about it head Um, you know shoulders things like that yeah Yeah, exactly it just like took up so much time and it was like like, six and a half credits to huge class Yeah. yeah yeah like all my focus had to go into that um, just like the basic sciences, I wasn't like the biggest fan of just cause it felt like undergrad all over again. Yeah, it's true. Um, it really was just yeah. undergrad on, on crack basically. Yeah. 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 It but sucked. Second year was cool just because yeah. it was actually like real life things that I probably should know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any systems that you liked more than others? Um, I like the PEDS system, I say, cause the of course teachers were all like really nice yeah um i liked cardio too that was cool so your year you guys didn't have kind of like the hookup we did i think right were were you still no we still did okay for the most part okay yeah okay because we got lucky i I think we ruined it for the year below us (laughs) that sucks for them yeah yeah that's uh that would be hard because that block is like what cardio ekg like gi renal i think right am i off think so anyway, i think gi either, was somewhere else but yeah either way though okay gi and renal and like endocrine i think were together yeah maybe. Mm-hmm. and then it was like cardio oh it's cardio palm ekg yes and then like ob maybe uh no we had ob last okay what was in that even... cardio palm ekg alone was tough there's yeah. one more though there was a random one in there too and so like our professor kind of would lecture everything and you mm-hmm. get the same thing where they like but then they kind of be like hey focusing on this yeah then that professor left so now the people had to just learn everything and not really focus in on what's helpful for the test so yeah that sucks that's tough that make me question a lot of things <laughs> like, yeah because there's so much info and it's like if the teachers like didn't get 
like hints. I don't know. Did you have it like our year, third year? They'd be like, don't worry about this. This isn't going to be on the test. Mm -hmm. This will be on the test. This is important. And then what they said was not going to be on the test would be like three questions. Yeah. So like when we got to the point where we'd be like, okay, they said, don't study that. We're going to start. And it it turned out that was the right move. I mean, that's so, so annoying. They like flipped it on you yeah, guys. Yeah, like, you told us don't study this. Mm-hmm. And then here we are. Three questions out of like the five you're going to give are on this topic. You said don't study. Hmm. I hated that. Yeah. That drove me crazy, but. Like, what's the point of even like telling us what you to focus on? Are you fun at parties? Like, yeah. You know, if, you're, if you're that kind of person, are you are you fun outside of work or do you just, I don't know. That's not, that's annoying, but. Yeah. What would you be like as a professor? I would probably give out hints. I would like definitely give the full lecture and then just be like, make sure you focus on these things. Yeah. Because like, are you really going to expect everyone to memorize every single thing on your PowerPoint? Some people did. Yeah. Do you think you would go into academia at all? No. No? I don't think fair, so. Fair. The only thing that I like about academia is like the schedule. Like, yeah. The guaranteed like three weeks off for Christmas. That's it's basically true. being an undergrad again. Yeah. But then, you know, like down the road, I'll most likely be married i would hope i'll be married with kids mm-hmm. and then i'm on break but then like my wife's at work still yeah I'm just sitting at home kind of sucks yeah but then i don't know just play video games like i always do <laughs> play with the kids but i don't know academia has its own pluses and minuses but yeah so does practicing regularly so i don't know i think ideally like i would love to like work in a hospital that's kind of set up like the hospital here where you have students but not really like you don't Mm -hmm. have like residents you just have medical students you can really like help them get their like footing and stuff and teach them the way and then they can go off and do their own thing yeah but what do you envision for your practice like 10 years down the road like let's say 15 years because we still got to go through residency yeah how do you envision you know day-to-day like work life down the road i want there to be like a good work-life balance um so like i've always wanted to do pt monk but the older i get the more I realize that I don't know how that would work out if I wanted a family, because I do want a family. And knowing me, I would be the person to give out my phone number to like every patient's family and be like, yes, call me anytime you need anything, especially because those kids are really sick. Yeah. And I think I'm just afraid that I would just focus too much on that, like the work life and my home life. Yeah. So now I'm like kind of reconsidering how much I really like want to put that much effort into it. That makes sense. That makes sense. So now, like, on this, like, peds hospitalist rotation, I'm like, it's kind of nice because you get to take care of sick kids and, like, you're inpatient in the hospital, but when you're off, you're off. Like That is nice. They're just handed over to, like, another doctor if, like, they're still in the hospital. So, I don't know. I've never really thought about peds hospitalist. Like, I liked my IM rotation, but I wanted to work with kids. And then I started this rotation and I was like, I don't know why I never thought about this as like an option. Yeah. It's a really cool rotation. It's a really cool job. I mean, especially they have it down to a science. They know like we're, we don't know anything yet. We're just training. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's a lot more difficult. We forget questions to ask, things like that. But they, they already know everything they need to do and they can do it. They don't know how to work Epic. Yeah. (laughs) They don't have to fumble through um, putting in orders and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, my understanding, that's like the biggest learning curve of residency, like the beginning of it, is just learning how like the EMRs yes. and wears like, you know, the gloves and like in the examination rooms and stuff. It's like once you get that down, yeah. Everything goes a lot more smooth, mm-hmm. like smoothly. So 
I think that's it's a really cool gig. I mean, yeah. also, like you said, you get to really make a difference in these little kids' lives and yeah. the parents' lives. That's really cool. You, uh, you'd be great. You have like the you have like the kids look like the. the I've vibe. gotten that a couple of times. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's good. I'm glad people see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think I would. I don't think at least definitely not right now. I'm like, kind of nomad and haven't like cut my hair or anything in like a month and <laughs> kind of look kind of like homeless. So I don't think the kids would uh, take to me as lightly or easily as they t- probably take to you. So no, you're fine. But then Doctor A is kind of like that though. I mean, he, he kind of he reminds me of. Uh, like a different version of myself in that sense, you know, <laughs> personality-wise. But he, uh, all the kids love him. Oh, yeah. He's really good with kids. I mean, I loved him when I had him. I, yeah. I followed him around like a baby. And I was like, <laughs> you're so fun, you're so fun. Yeah. He wrote me a letter, too. That was awesome. So nice. He was cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. What are some things, like, I know you walked in, you knew you wanted to do peds. Mm-hmm. What were things, like, let's say peds was out of the picture that you just didn't have that experience? Yeah. You, what would be some classes, I mean, um, fields, you know, absolutely you would not want to do? So, surgery was, like, on my list of things that I, like, definitely would not want to do. And then I did that ped surgery rotation. I was like, this is kind of cool. But then mm-hmm. I realized I would have to do five years of adult surgery to get to peed surgery. I'm like, okay, that's like <laughs> off my list again. Really? I didn't. So you do yeah. five adult and then you do like a, like a. It's like a fellowship to do peed surgery. There's oh. no. I think there might be a handful of like pediatric surgery residence spots out there, but those are insanely competitive. Yeah. So you have to go through like the normal like general surgery residency and then do a fellowship in pediatrics. No, that sounds terrible. Yeah. So basically, you, you, you're, you're like stuck. You're, you're peds no matter what. Because even with that question, it's like it leads back to kids. So that's yeah, good. that's good. Like I said, I mean, I probably think that's cardio awesome. too, just because I struggle with murmurs so much. So that's probably you struggle a big one. It's because you struggle with it. That's what you want to go into. No, I don't want to go. Don't into go that. into. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. I yeah. probably should avoid that. Yeah, yeah. I think I need to get a better stethoscope because, like, first of all. The one of the earbuds on mine yeah. is like ripped off. So when I put it in, it's just straight metal oh, no. going into my ear hole, That's which hurts. And there's no no sound coming through the left side. So I'm like really trying to listen. Yeah, I think you definitely need a new one. <laughs> but this is like my last rotation. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, I can't really justify a huge purchase. Plus we get, um, I don't know, peds are probably the same way, but we get like CME money in residency. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just use that for a new stethoscope. But nice. uh yeah, so I think you're in the right place. Like, medicine is the move for you. Peds is definitely the move for you. So that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about that, like nowadays, day to day? What do you do for fun? Um, I go to the gym. Sometimes I hang out by the pool, watch some Netflix shows. We recently adopted a dog like two months ago, and she's the cutest little thing ever. What type of dog is it? She's a Chihuahua. It's a Chihuahua <laughs> Doxa mix. Okay. Okay, so it's tiny. Yeah. She's okay. like... 15, 16 pounds. Okay. You have pictures? I do. I want to see afterwards. I'll definitely show you. See. I'll she's show you mine too. Really she's really cute. She's like 50 pounds. But she <laughs> likes little dogs though, so. Okay. Um, what made you want to get the dog? So I've always wanted a dog. Um, my parents just never <laughs> wanted us to have one just because we traveled a lot, like went on vacations and stuff. So it was a hassle to like have to figure out what we were going to do with them when we were gone for like a week or two. So I've always wanted a dog and then... This year, just like I have a little bit more free time. I mean, it's going to suck when I do away rotations, but I don't know how many I'm really going to end up doing. And uh, my husband, like, he does like a couple of jobs every now and then, but he's home for the most part too. So we're like, let's get a dog. Yeah. And then 
I didn't realize how hard it was to adopt a dog. So we got turned down by like a couple of places because we didn't have a prior dog. So there was a question that was like, have you ever had a dog before? And my husband was like, I mean, I've had two family dogs. And they're like, no, it's not good enough. Where were you adopting from? Um, Just like random shelters and oh, stuff. Oh, from the shelter? It was yeah. hard, really? Yeah. Hmm. So we ended up finding this like random group that is like a rescue group of people. And they just do like fosters. And we filled out an application and it worked out. Interesting. But yeah, it was kind of complicated to get one. I wish I had known this ahead of time. I would have sent you to Miami where I, where I got mine. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you walk in and they're like, please take the, any dog. <laughs> and it was it was 45 bucks. Wow. Any dog, any dog there, any size. They come chipped, okay. like spayed, neutered, vaccinated, everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, please take this dog away. Like, get them out of here. They have, I don't know about the shelters you saw here, but the ones in Miami, they have so many exotic ones. Because people from like, you know, Iran like and stuff will come over with their, their oh. fancy dogs and then just like abandon it. Wow. And then so they had like Belgian Malinois and, wow. you know, like these purebred like greyhounds. Yeah. And like purebred, all, all these like, crazy pure breeds and hybrid breeds and stuff and um yeah i got lila she was uh she was awesome i got her like 2014 so yeah Mm -hmm. um how old is she she's about to be seven she's getting old Mm -hmm. but she's still like super fast and psycho and (laughs) everything else like she's like a really good guard dog because it's like a leave but it's kind of annoying because like like leaves are moving outside she's Mm -hmm. barking which sucks at 3 a.m yeah trying to sleep and she's barking at the wall but uh (laughs) yeah what's your dog's name Veda. Veda? Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I like that. That's like that. Have you gotten really attached already? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. For sure. I'm, sure. The I'm first... surprised you're here. I know. <laughs> um, so, like, we brought her home that first day, and she, like, was fine with us, like, right from the beginning. Like, the person that we got the dog from, the foster mom, she was like, yeah, it might take a week or two for her to, like, get used to you guys. Just, like, be patient with her. Nope, she just came right into her place, sat down on her couch, and was like, this is mine. That's awesome. And then when it was, like, time to go to bed, like, we, like, opened our bedroom door, and she just hopped up onto the bed and laid down and slept. I'm like, okay. That's so cute. That's so cute. She's really cute. She's been really good. I didn't let Lila sleep on the bed for the first, like, three years. Really? I'm like, okay, you probably can't tell from my setup here, my nomad setup here, but (laughs) when I have my own place, I'm, like, very... OCD. Okay. Like I clean a lot and I like scrub a lot and I'm like mm-hmm. really, I don't know, annoying probably to live with something like that. <laughs> but so I was like out vacuuming like every other day. Yeah. She wasn't allowed in the bed because I had to keep it clean and everything. And then I kind of got older. I was like, I don't have time for this shit. So yeah. I, I, so now I like put a sheet down okay. and she lays on top of it. Um, she snuggles and I can't imagine not having her up on the bed when I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's been tough because I, I took her home when I went home for Thanksgiving. Okay. And then, so I haven't had her since then. It's as long as we've been apart since Aww. I got her in 2014. Um, med school tore us apart, unfortunately. So I know. But I'll be back. So I'm going back in like a couple of weeks for, okay. for good. So that'll be um, nice. Yeah, it'll be good. So yeah. Um, first dog though. Congratulations. I definitely want to see pictures. Yes. We're done. She's super yeah. cute. Let's see. Let's ask. Let's see if I have any interesting. Okay. What did you get in trouble for as a kid? Oh my gosh, so many things. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like being the middle child, I was always like picked on for doing like just stupid stuff. Really? Yeah. What does that entail? I don't, I'm only child. I don't know. So, I guess like when I got older, it's like so. My brother, I don't know if it's like the same in your culture, but like in my culture, it's like the guys can go off and do like whatever they want. But then I was like the 
oldest of like the two girls so like whenever I would like want to go out and like hang out with my friends or like stay out past like whatever time like I like got into so much trouble mm. just like wanting to do that while my brother got to like stay out until like 3 a.m like doing whatever he wanted and then like my sister comes up and she like grows up and like does the same thing and they're like okay oh because they go ahead because they, they were, I like paved the way <laughs> oh man that sucks yeah so you kind of had to fight to get the get the, the fun times yeah that sucks so it was kind of like that and like um my brother like didn't ever like have a sleepover when he was like younger younger so then i think when i was like eight i wanted to sleep over my friend's place and i had to like fight with my parents to let that happen yeah so that's just like stupid like things where you probably shouldn't get in trouble for but because i was like the first one doing things yeah they freaked out that's tough yeah that's tough that's sad because you gotta fight just like to have a sleepover i know i just wanted to hang out with my friends (laughs) yeah man that's tough take it some kids some kids have it light like for sleepovers it wasn't that hard for me to fight mm-hmm. but some kids like were like you like hey you want to come over like no i can't yeah I can't. even our parents were friends but their parents were like really strict mm-hmm. and they didn't want them to come over they knew my parents weren't as strict as they were yeah like no video games things like that and they knew if they came to my house they were gonna eat candy <laughs> like video games so yeah they were like no you can't go over there spend the night um i remember in high school though like middle school and high school mm-hmm. my mom just kind of like got really paranoid all of a sudden and she was like you can't be around anywhere where it's gonna be girls there so oh like couldn't go to parties couldn't go to sleepovers things yeah. like that if there were gonna be girls quote unquote right so like mm-hmm. my friend would come over pick me up he had his car already and he's like she's like, she pulls him aside she's like chris now i need to know are there gonna be any girls at this party and he's like no ma'am no <laughs> ma'am all. definitely not like we're going to a freaking house party of course yeah and he's like no ma'am definitely not definitely not we laugh about that still to this day but uh yeah she was like nothing i couldn't do anything if there were going to be girls there so i had to sneak around but that sucked i feel bad quite a few back. times <laughs> yeah exactly you know looking back i feel bad because you're older now you you realize how bad it is to tell your parents you're one place and oh yeah somewhere else yeah because like they're like oh there's a, a, a gas leak and an explosion at this place and you're like oh my kid's here i don't have to worry about it but really you were, you were there now. yeah yeah so it's like that's that's tough but i uh if my mom listens to this episode she'll probably maybe find out but otherwise i don't think she knew <laughs> but uh i feel like some of the stuff that i kind of lied to get away with like doing things i think my mom secretly knew it was just one of those things where like if i don't bring it up she won't bring it up yeah if we yeah. like keep it quiet it's fine until like it comes out my mom probably did know my dad was just oblivious though yeah i think that's like how dads are though oh yeah i wonder if i'm gonna be like that like the dad who's just like doesn't know anything about the kids going on like you know, I know. Going on. like i don't know if it's just like that generation where like dads were just like out like, there I just don't doing know. their own thing was your yeah. dad kind of like that too yeah yeah just doing his own thing kind of just like went with everything that my mom said and was like okay yeah yeah which sucked for me because i'd be like i go ask my dad like, hey can i go to this thing he's like yeah i mean as long as your mom says yes, yes. oh my gosh i got that all the time <laughs> i would go to him first too because i knew that it would be easier and it just never worked out never and then like, <laughs> i used to like kind of pit them against each other so like, you'd be like they'd be like fighting over like me allowing allowing me to go somewhere yeah. even my dad probably realized probably wasn't the best move like going to like a, a late night concert like a mm-hmm. pavilion as a 14 year old with a bunch of kids probably not the move but he yeah. was mad at this point so he was like he's going to the concert <laughs> and uh my mom was like that's not a good fucking idea yeah and they were arguing i ended up getting to go and nice. sure enough to be like a shooting or something oh my gosh <laughs> and my dad would lose privileges for a, a month of 
if he can decide if I get to go anywhere <laughs> or not. But uh, yeah, so that, that was kind of my fault. But I don't know. When you're at that age, you like don't realize. So dumb. Yeah. So dumb as a kid. You just want to do what you want to do. I know. I think, I think that's the worst part about kids is they think they're smart. Yes. And you're dumb. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I was so dumb. Yeah. I used to think I was so smart, so cool. Mm-hmm. I used to have a really big fro. And <laughs> nice. my mom was like, you look ridiculous. You need to cut that shit. And <laughs> I'd be like, no, I look awesome. And it was like, it was like 13 oh inches. Oh my gosh. I, kind of, I grew up for like two years. And uh, I used to, <laughs> so I used to have it braided. And like for soccer, mm-hmm. I would like put it in like devil horns. <laughs> and then I thought that was cool. Looking back, that's ridiculous. There's a couple pictures of that. And it looks ridiculous. That's awesome. And I'm kind of, kind of pissed that there's photographic evidence yeah. of that. But I don't know. I, I we did we had like a, a costume dance one time mm-hmm. and I went as like an old school basketball player so I had like the huge fro and nice. like a retro jersey that that worked out perfectly yeah other than that it was pretty much useless it was just a headache to have but yeah I don't know I'm, we're gonna bring those back though the oh, big yeah. fros big fros yeah and like for the sure. jinko jeans I'll get you some of those <laughs> for Christmas can't wait the jinko jeans and some some old school Aeropostale just to yes. throw you back in the have to vibe. yeah exactly <laughs> um so let's see so. We'll wrap up. I mean, we've been talking. It's been an hour already. Wow. Sheesh. Wow. So it goes by quick, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, all right. So at the end, I ask four questions to everyone. Okay. Um, I ask the same questions to everyone and you take as long as you want to answer. I usually don't interject unless mm-hmm. maybe something really, really specific comes up. I'll just let you answer and do your thing. Okay. So um, has medical school been what you expected? Yeah, honestly, it's kind of been better than what I expected just because of the friends that I've made. I didn't realize, like, how close, like, I'm closer to some of them more than, like, people that I've known for years just because of, like, what we go through. Yeah. You spend so much time with them. Oh, yeah, so much time. time. Yeah, Yeah, you know certain people for years, but you spend probably more hours with these people locked in a dungeon. And you, like, go through, like, this horrible thing together. Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm glad it wasn't worse than expected, so that's good. Yeah. Um, what are our keys to success in medical school? Uh, time management, for sure. Like, I think I realized that after, like, the couple weeks that we were there to just make sure that you make a timeline of your day. Like, this is what I'm going to do just to make sure you're on top of things because getting behind is probably, like, the worst thing possible for medical school. <laughs> so just make sure that I, like watch all the lectures every day because if i didn't i would just push it off and then you would just get behind just figuring out like when to do things and then also making time for like some way to like de-stress like either it's watching netflix or going to a gym or just like sitting on the couch for an hour that is important yeah definitely definitely um okay so now you're you're an m3 now almost an m4 any advice to like M1, M2s and also any advice to people like in undergrad on their way up and like in the pursuit of getting into graduate school? Honestly, if you, if this is like what you really want to do, like it will happen. Like you will put in the work to get all the volunteer hours or whatever experience you need to like get into med school. Like you'll get in somewhere and like once you're in, like if this is like what you really want to do, like that'll be like your motivating factor to like get through it. I feel like people are in medical school for a reason. So Yeah. Just have to like work hard and believe that it's gonna happen. Definitely. Definitely. Don't lose don't lose uh 
don't lose sight of the goal. Yeah. Because you came in, you started for a purpose, don't lose sight of it. Exactly. Plus, like you said, you graduate with microbio degree. You don't have too <laughs> much more you else. can do. <laughs> you don't have much more you can do besides go to med school so, or yeah. like whatever school. So, yeah, I feel that. And um, third year is so much better. <laughs> fourth year is even better. Well, it is what you make it. Yeah. I made it, very, I made it pretty chill. So, um, I know some people who are still doing auditions. Oh, wow. Because, um, like, they're at their rotation still and, like, they're, you know, okay. match or the rank list gets submitted next month. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to, like, get that last little bit of good thing. favor. But I'm, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not doing that. So I'm also not doing ortho or, like, anesthesia. So. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. And so last question is, would you do it all over again? Yeah. I, don't, I think I think I knew that from the beginning <laughs> of the interview because uh, you were destined, it seems, for sure. More than anyone else I've talked to, for sure. So, um, well, awesome. I'm glad that, uh, you know, everything's going well. And, Thank you. And... You know, I just wish you the best down the road because it's an easier road for the next like, the next half. You just get through level two and then you're done. Yes. I mean, you're pretty much done. Once you take level two and the PE, which you've already, have you taken that already? Um, next week. Oh, wow. I'm okay. It, yeah. yeah, just uh, just study up for that. Watch those videos. Do you know what videos I'm talking yeah. about? Mm-hmm. Because it's been getting people. Like, really? You just be careful. So just, just watch the videos and just be, you know, as nice as possible. Yeah. And that's the move. <laughs> You'll be fine. Not to stress you out when I say that. It's just like, you know, you'll be fine. Watch a couple of videos, especially mm-hmm. for stuff you're like, I have no idea what I would ask for this. Yeah. That would be a good one to watch, but okay. you'll do fine. You'll do great. Thanks. If you had inpatient already, you already had um, mm-hmm. I am here, you'll be fine. Okay, cool. So yeah, well, best of luck. Thank and you. Uh, anything else you want to tell anyone? That's it. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we'll get you out of here. Thanks. for today's episode with Ginny. Hope you enjoyed it and hope you enjoyed the intro and outro beats as well. I just want to give a quick shout out to the artist. Um, the intro, that song is called Many Moons and that's by Troglo. Um, that's on the album Lost Chords, Volume 3, Blue City Sketches. You can find Troglo on Instagram at trog, T-R-O-G dot L-O-W. You can find his music on Bandcamp, and he is streaming on all platforms. The outro, the song is called Anywhere by That's Cool, and the album is also called Anywhere. 
You can find this artist on Linktree at That's Cool Music. Instagram is That's Cool Music, and he's streaming on all platforms as well. Thank you all so much again for tuning in. Cannot thank you enough for your time and your attention. I hope you enjoyed. Hope you learned something. And to those in the game and those on the way up, keep grinding and don't let anyone take your dream away from you.